0: my pleasure to welcome you here to the Clark Howard Show, our mission to serve and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. Today's episode, Your Grievances Against Me, will be aired on our Clark Stink segment. Later, the cable companies have been up to some dirty tactics. I'll tell you about that and then how you can save money by comparing streaming services all in one place. So... Clark Stinks, it's here so that you can work with me so I do a better job serving you. You know, this is not like a normal podcast or talk show and that this is all about us empowering each other with knowledge so you can take better control of your wallet and your life. And there are times that you'll hear advice from me, information, opinion, you feel is off base that's why we have clark.com slash clark stinks where you can share your beef with me right then and there and then weekly krista shares highlights from clark.com clark slash clark stinks with you i should have never encouraged you to speak you must think i'm pretty stupid you should
1: be ashamed of yourself well maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm wrong
0: maybe you're right pal
1: Okay, we're going to start with this one from Darren. He says, you said AT&T does not have its own MVNO offering, so let me help distinctify this comment. Cricket Mobile is that offer. I have five phones on their all-you-can-use data, call, and text plan, all for $135 per month. Check them out.
0: Darren, thank you. And Cricket is not actually an MVNO. They are a discount brand name from uh, AT&T, just like... Uh, the brand for Verizon is Visible, and for T-Mobile is um, Metro. They don't call it Metro PCS; they call it Metro by T-Mobile. Each of them have their own wholly owned discount brand, and Cricket is the one from AT and T. And if I failed to mention it, thank you for mentioning it. And they do offer very good prices. Not as good though is the deals right now from Visible, which in my mind, if you're looking at one of the wholly owned discount brands, I look at uh, Visible as being the best deal in the market.
1: You recently said the deficit, including the insane COVID spending, has to be paid for through reduced spending or higher taxes. LOL, just LOL. The deficit will never, not ever, never be reduced. It is simply not going to happen, Period. Any higher taxes will simply be spent, even for more deficits, will be created from thin air. This is guaranteed. You have to know this, Jack.
0: Jack, thank you. And that's why I have been way out there being a fan of us having a balanced budget constitutional amendment. Virtually every state in the United States must balance its budget by making either painful cuts or when they're not willing to make those cuts, raise taxes, or a combination of the two. We act like the federal government is this endless tooth fairy, and it weakens our nation. So it is not true, though, that it always plays that way, because there was a period of time in the 1990s when the Republicans and the Democrats worked together, and the big issue was we were about to wipe out the entire national debt— And what we're going to do, because we wouldn't have the power of the Federal Reserve to issue debt instruments anymore when we paid off the whole national debt. Well, that went away in uh, the late 90s as a national priority. And look where we are a generation later with our deficits. You know, the enemy is us, that all of us that want the federal government to do everything for us and then don't want to pay for it. And you, that will lead to more Clark Stinks. Again, Clark.com slash Clark Stinks.
1: You say that you should not repair a car if it's not worth a lot of money. However, after repairing and maintaining my 30-plus-year-old European car, it was struck and totaled this winter. I received an insurance payment in an amount more than some 10-year-old cars today. I think you should emphasize that repairs done by oneself can significantly lessen the cost of ownership versus replacing vehicles. Sam.
0: Sam. Sam. I am so glad that you're here after getting hit in that accident that totaled your vehicle this past winter. That is great news. And I don't ever acknowledge the people that are able to repair and maintain their own vehicles because I'm clueless. I couldn't do really anything for myself. And Krista, peeling away another layer of onion from my past that you will be surprised about I took a long-form auto mechanics course. I did know
1: that one. You did know that one. I think you told me once when I real you realized I was clueless about anything
0: having to do with my car. And I remained after taking a course for eighteen months. I uh, turned out not to have any skills in that area, and uh, I I would be unable to do anything but harm a vehicle if I tried to do stuff myself. So I'm impressed with you being able to do it. And obviously, if you can do your own repairs and maintenance on a vehicle, then you can keep it on the road for virtually forever, which you would have still been able to do, Sam, if you hadn't been in that accident and come out. I'm so glad A-OK.
1: Clark, your advice on paying money for checks stinks like a skunk running on a treadmill. You always talk about your favorite children of banks. Schwab offers free checks for you instead of having to pay for them. Like free samples of food at Costco on Saturdays. Do you turn down the free food they offer or say no, I want to pay to sample the food? Take the free checks Schwab offers so you can spend your savings on something else. And then another one as well. Stink a rooney dooney. Oh, that was from Adam. Dooney. just this week, one of your listeners wrote in about checks with their credit union charging an astronomical fee for check orders. Your suggestion was good, but anyone who has a bank account using online bill pay can send out checks for free. Just add the individual you're paying, including their address, and bill pay will mail them a check. The best part, the check doesn't have any of your account information since it's coming from the bank slash bill pay company's account. You don't even have to pay for the stamp.
0: Great suggestions one and two. Actually, Schwab is where I do my checking account, and I've never had to pay to order checks. And doing the bill pay, I never actually write physical checks anymore because I do just what the poster of Stinka rooney dooney said. We don't know his or her name. So uh, great, great ideas and suggestions. But I'm still disturbed that a credit union would rip a member off for checks at 10 times their cost for those checks.
1: Okay. So many posts about the snow tires question you Again? took. I Again? Mean, I know. So I'm just going to read one right now. <laughs> Recently, I heard the question about snow tires and you guys did the math relative to driving them for 10 years. I love to save money as much as anyone, but 10-year-old tires are very dangerous. The rubber degrades and blowouts become much more likely after six or seven years. Personally, I replace them after six, no matter how much tread is left. There's a four-digit code on the sidewall of every tire, which depicts the month and year it was made. P.S. You don't stink at all. I lied. I love your show. I just wanted to provide a little safety-related
0: insight, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, thank you, and thank you to the... um, We passed 100 posts on the tires at this point. No, no, definitely not. It was a lot, and I appreciate all the suggestions and... The people who felt that the conversation I had based on the original question was really faulty. So this is a perfect example of why we have Clark Stinks.
1: Clark, I'm plugging my nose after hearing your advice to ditch plastic for cash. Credit cards can be replaced if they're lost or stolen, but paper money can't. Thank you for encouraging feedback and for everything you do. I've used your advice to join a credit union and open an online bank account to isolate my fintech apps. Matt in Wisconsin.
0: Thank you very much, Matt. So the cash thing is about, for people who have had a lot of trouble reining in their spending, it is a shock therapy method to live only by cash, but it is a necessary method for people that are developing anxiety, relationship troubles because of problems with how they handle money. And yes, you're right. It can cause other problems. If somebody steals your money, you lose it, whatever. But if somebody is blowing through their budget month after month, it's worth that risk to get the spending under control.
1: When discussing inexpensive PCs on the podcast, you mentioned adding a monitor later if they felt they needed a larger display for their laptop. Good advice. But what I think you should have mentioned is a lot of people already have a large monitor in their house often more than one, They're TVs. Most every laptop today comes with an HDMI port, and most every TV also has HDMI ports for adding additional devices like a streaming stick. These work just fine for connecting to a PC. You then have a large monitor for your laptop, and the speakers on the TV can be used instead of the tinier speakers on the laptop as well for better sound. John.
0: John, thank you, and my son Grant could have posted this one as well, because I don't know if your son does, but Grant uses a TV as his monitor for his laptop because the picture quality of TVs now is as good as you're going to find most TVs as you're going to find on a monitor. And the bang for the buck is much better with the TV using it as a monitor than using a dedicated monitor for that purpose.
1: In a recent episode, a caller asked about buying a puppy online, and you gave wise ex- advice, except you did not advise your caller to check out her local animal shelter for a puppy. And by the way, your assistant with the Aussie Doodle has a mixed breed dog, not a purebred dog. Please remind your listeners that sometimes the best dogs are shelter dogs. Deborah,
0: Deborah, thank you. And uh, I know a lot of people who are getting the various flavors of Doodles think of their dogs as being a breed um, not a mix. So that's a very modern thing when the breeders take uh, two breeds and specifically make them as a specialized cocktail dog or whatever you'd cocktail. call it, a designer dog, because they don't shed, right? They're Some hypo, don't. hypoallergenic, is that what they call it? It
1: depends. Mine does not shed at all, my dog, which I adopted her from a shelter, but, but got lucky. Yes.
0: Your suggestion on the local animal shelter is very accurate. Now, um, okay, I'm about to create another firestorm. Oh, man. I got to. Okay. So with animal shelters, there's a difference typically in the dogs that will be available at an in-town or urban shelter versus a suburban or rural one. Uh, You're going to find it in town because a lot of people... We'll get a breed specifically for protection and then we'll abandon that an in-town shelter will often have larger, uh, maybe potentially more aggressive dogs. A suburban or rural shelter will have a better mix of dogs available for adoption. And again, Clark.com slash Clark stinks.
1: By no means do you stink, (laughs) but you need to update your frozen credit card advice If you freeze your credit card in clear water, you can still easily see the numbers. And with those numbers, you will still be able to do all your online shopping. I suggest freezing your cards in chocolate milk. (laughs) By the way, shortly after college, my wife and I paid off 50K in student loans, car, and other debt by following the cash budget you suggest. I love your podcast, your crew, and your awesome advice. I'm your biggest fan here in San Antonio, Texas. Jared.
0: Jared, thank you very much. The home of USAA San Antonio. Have you ever been to San Antonio? I have not. Wonderful, wonderful place. And Jared, chocolate milk, huh? (laughs) Okay, I'll take that under advisement. Nobody else has suggested that, but it's cute.
1: Clark, why are you so stingy on details? I was interested in the cell phone deal for quote unquote data hogs, but you never said how much data the hogs could eat. You just said the soft cap was more than three times what you use in a month. How is that info supposed to help me? I don't know how much data you use. You said you're on your phone all day, but that doesn't tell me much. I don't know what you're doing on your phone and how much you're using Wi-Fi. I just wonder why you don't think we need the actual data cap number. You know it. Tell us, JR.
0: JR, I didn't realize that when I was talking about the plan that was available from Mint Mobile that I did not say that it's um, going by memory, I think it's 35 gigs in a month on the $30 plan. The $30 plan is one where you have to pay for a block of uh, months in advance. Uh, typically, you start paying $90, which buys you three months. After that, you have to pay them 360 which buys you the next year, and you get a big block of data. It takes a lot for somebody, particularly you mentioned the Wi-Fi. Most of us are on Wi-Fi we trust with our cell phone, at least 80% of the time. So it'd be really, really a reach to go past the 35 gigs that you would have to use. And speaking of data plans and streaming, I've got info for you on that coming straight ahead. This is absolutely shocking. And I've had a lot of unfriendly moments with people who own big cable operations or work for big cable operations because I've always referred to it as the cable monster and I don't like monopolies. And so this was disturbing but not surprising. The cable companies paid eight and a half million dollars. No, they paid don't know how many millions of dollars to have 8.5 million fake comments posted when the Federal Communications Commission was trying to decide if net neutrality should be required. Net neutrality is where the cable monsters would not be allowed to put up toll gates and charge for you to access content that they're already charging you for internet access for. Uh, The fight over net neutrality goes on and on and on. And so far, my worst fears about net neutrality have not been realized. In fact, even though the cable companies completely behaved ridiculously badly by paying millions of dollars to have fake comments posted supporting the end of net neutrality, The reality is once they got rid of it, they have not abused it in ways that I have seen. But at the same time, I can be magnanimous about it because victory is here in one area and on the way in another. The monopoly of the cable monsters is being broken piece by piece by piece. In the next year... Virtually every American will have choice for internet service because of competitors coming from the sky and from cell towers. And so the ridiculous prices we pay for monthly internet in the United States, which are far higher than countries with competition, piece by piece, bit by bit, or bite by bite, Uh the prices will (laughs) decline for internet service. And we've already seen that play out when cable's monopoly over pay TV has been crushed in the marketplace. But you know, be careful what you wish for, because you might get it. Because when you had to deal with the cable monopoly to watch pay TV or deal with Dish Network or Direct TV, well, they would cram a program package down your throat. It was pretty much, this is it, this is what we offer, blah, blah, blah. And you were done. And whatever they told you was going to be, you would think that was going to be your price, and then they'd have junk fees that would raise it another 30% before you were done. So the public was ready for alternatives. And streaming, which turned out to be far better, far more adaptable, and generally less expensive than the Cable Monster program packages or those from the satellite players, has boomed. The early great deals, not as many. In fact, prices have gone up for the streaming equivalents of having pay TV packages of live channels. But then the other part of streaming, where you get on-demand programming, think Netflix, which was the pioneer in this area, now one company after another after another, you have wonderful, wonderful options. Now, on Clark.com, we update every single week our guide to streaming services. And we have a new guide explaining all the options that are available. So you can see based on your particular circumstance, what combination of packages will work best for you. So we have it divided into three categories. Live TV streaming, video streaming, and then free streaming. So video streaming and free streaming sound the same except... Free streaming can have both live programming and video streaming programming or on-demand in a mix that provides you free services. And the free options are growing faster than any other part of it. So the shortcut to our guide is clark.com streaming. And here's my challenge for you. Twice a year, twice a year, review what you've got going on. Because by inertia, you could sign up for this channel package and that one and the other, this streaming service. And before you know it, you could be busting your budget with things you're not watching. So to come up with two easy times a year to do this, do it except in Arizona where we you don't honor Daylight Time. You know when that happens. At the changeover to Daylight Time and changeover to Standard Time, it's not going to get you six months apart. It'll get you eight and four. But you're able to look through your bills, see what you're signed up for, and make a change. If you've never done it, forget waiting till November. Go ahead and do it now, where you review all the things that you're paying for for service. But for example, under the live streams, you can pay for a base package 20 a month to 70 a month, depending on who you're with. I mean, that's a huge difference in your budget. If you find that Philo, which is 20 a month, has the channels you want for live programming, versus what you're paying right now to whoever you're with, think about that. If you were paying 70 to the most expensive, which is AT&T, that's $600 a year back in your pocket. $600. Bucks. That's serious money. And where you can nickel and dime yourself into a real pickle with your budget is with the on-demand services and what they cost per month. And they all seem in isolation, really cheap. This one's 499, this one's 599, this one's 699. You sign up for too many of those 99s and you're spending real money. And Christy, you have somebody who asked a question along these lines. And let's see. Yep, Scott, who is in Arizona that you just mentioned, he says,
1: I have seven TVs, including a theater in the basement. I pay a ridiculous amount for my cable, nearly $300 a month. 300 a month? That's $3,600 a year. I watch CNBC, Bloomberg Live Sports, and occasional other, occasionally other channels that I wouldn't likely miss. My wife watches tons of Netflix, Prime, Netflix, and free streaming services and enjoys her HBO Showtime Cinemax. What's the smartest way for me to switch and save money?
0: So you're going to have to put together a bundle. And if you you first pick an ecosystem, which typically means you either go with Roku as your platform for streaming, or you go with Amazon Fire. Those are the two dominant platforms for streaming. There's a more difficult to use one from Google and another difficult to use one from Apple. And if you use the Google or Apple and you don't find them difficult, great for you. For most people who want just ease of use, you're going to find that Roku or Fire for those TVs, seven TVs? Yep. Seven TVs is where you're going to want to start. And then with them, you can build out your program packages. Now, if you go to our live streaming guide, what I recommend is you start with the cheapest on our list, click to their official site, and see how many of the channels that are important to you are on, let's say, Philo. If that one doesn't cut it, go to the next cheapest, which is Sling. Sling, for everything you said you want, would probably cost you 50 a month to have hooked up to your seven TVs. And then, that's for your live programming, for your um, for your various on-demand things. You have to deal with each of those individually, and we have a long list of those you can click through. Also, on Roku and on Amazon Fire, and I assume, although I'm not uh, up to date on the Google and Apple platforms, you're able to sign up for the um, a la carte for what would be on a traditional pay TV system, the premium channels, some of which your wife watches, and you'd be able to build your bundle. I can tell you that you will, even buying everything you can think of in your situation, you're still likely to save between $1,500 and $2,000 a year.
1: Salavas in Georgia says, I'm entertaining adding someone as an authorized user on one of my credit card accounts in order to help boost their score. I plan on not allowing the new user to have a physical card. My question is, if I do this, can my credit be impacted in any way?
0: The only way your credit could ever be impacted in this circumstance is if that individual turned out not to be trustworthy, somehow got a hold of a card and had a field day buying things on your credit. Other than that, there is no negative effect for you at all, and potentially a very positive one for the individual you make an authorized user.
1: I rent, and this is from Oliver in South Carolina, I rented a vehicle on a recent family trip. I saved over $150 using your suggestion to check rates again the week prior to my trip. However, I was hit with a junk fee right after I returned the vehicle. The agency sent me an invoice for $85 for an interior cleaning fee. For what? (laughs) Is this legit? I contacted the rental car agency. They claimed that the vehicle was returned dirty and refused to refund $85 of the deposit to cover this fee. They said there was nothing they could do to reverse the charge. Is this legal? Do I have any recourse if I dispute the charge with my credit card? And more importantly, who bears the burden, the rental agency or me? This is my money and I want my full deposit returned.
0: Oliver, I've heard of this repeatedly from people who ride in an Uber or Lyft and mess up the back of the vehicle. Yours is the first I've ever heard of for the interior of a rental car. I imagine for your credit card company, it would be the first. Have you asked the car rental agency for pictures of what they consider to be proof that you left the vehicle a mess? Um, I would ask for that. And I would immediately dispute the eighty-five dollar charge with your credit card company, and then be prepared to duke it out with the car rental company. I would also write uh, an email to the home office of the car rental agency, not the location, but the parent of it. The uh, parent is one of the big three car rental companies that you know. The car rental industry is consolidated. There are three companies that have bought up the various entities, and yours is one of those. You can file online pretty easily a customer complaint with them about what's happened at this franchise location. And please let me know later how all this plays out. I'm also interested in, you referred to a full deposit, and I'm not really sure what you mean by that with a full deposit i'm not familiar with having to pay Oliver
1: might be under 25 sometimes they require a deposit it could be that but i don't know i will ask him
0: okay so oliver um you push back and let's hear where you end up and i appreciate you listening to today's podcast i hope you subscribe and keep coming back and if you need consumer advice contact our team clark volunteer center We'll tell you how to do that at clark.com slash CAC.